We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, it's Giancarlo. Uh, I just wanted to apologize in advance for maybe some of the sound uh, quality in this episode. It's only when I speak, actually, and it's not that bad. But for me and for us at Heatbeat, you know, we always try to put out the very, very best product. And anything short of that is a failure on our part. So I apologize for the sound uh, problem uh, when I speak. I hope it doesn't hinder your listening that much. Uh, it's not that big a deal, but I do want to apologize. And all of us at Heat Beat want to apologize. It was just a minor thing that I have since fixed, but unfortunately I didn't catch it during recording. So thank you guys very much for always listening to us. And each and every one of us, from the writers to the people hosting the show, we all, all thank you so much for listening and always and always supporting us. So happy new year to all of you. This is our first show of 2016. Let's get this off on the right foot, and I hope you all enjoy. This is, 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 this the original Alf, the non-fraudulent Alf. Oh, gee. And then we have this fraud over here. This Man. Twitter troll. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, do you take pleasure in uh, in making people angry on Twitter? I mean, if I didn't, that'd be kind of sad, though. Everybody hates you, man. You get people... Yeah, no. If, if I was legitimately upset with people hating me on Twitter, I don't think I'd live a very happy life who's the better alf him i mean that's not no me no, that's no fun man you're jack alfonso you have to get have some backbone. it depends what you mean by better have some backbone damn it no he knows it's, it's well documated <laughs> that he is the lesser alf well you're the president so I'm i the mean pres- I'm i changed original. my avatar so <laughs> what is your avatar it's um like it's it. morty from rick and morty oh 
Yeah. The, 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 I think he looks like you. Oh, yeah, he does. He kind of looks like you. Just white with brown hair, yeah. I mean, it's just generic. White people look the same. We all know that. Yeah, we all do. That's funny because I think people say black people look the same, and I've never felt that way. I feel like white people all look the same. Every person looks the same. I don't know. No. I feel I feel like it's anybody outside of your own race. You know, you, to, for the people you're around most of the time, if you know, for your race, you, you can tell the difference. But to me, yeah, all white people, all Hispanic people, all Chinese people, everyone looks the same. But I, I so I can I completely understand it when a white person says all black people look the same. Doesn't bother me at all. Really? I think all white people look the same. <laughs> I, I have a hard time telling a lot of them apart. Like a lot of white people apart. A lot of them. Like there's um. <laughs> These actors, there's Nick Thune, who's like a comedian. Then there's like Nick Holt, who was in um, Mad Max. And then there's like this third guy. And I always think, I always get him mixed up. They're like pretty obscure, I guess. But Or Nick Holt isn't. But it's basically, I never know which one is which. Have you guys ever confused like a basketball player? Like, oh, that's so-and-so. Like without looking at anything just by the way they dribble and like their build. And you like, you're terribly wrong. I've watched, no. I've watched heat games just like on really low definition TVs before, and I like I would mix up Chalmers and Wade. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say because Chalmers that. would be like wearing a shooting sleeve one night. Yes! Yeah, would be like, oh, that's definitely Wade. But you know, Eric Reed does it all the time. No, Tony does yeah. it all the time. No, I know Eric Reed. Like Eric Eagles, does it a lot too, though. Chris Chris Bosh would make a jumper. Oh, dang from the wing. What? Yeah. <laughs> that looks <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Did you hear his call in the Pacers game? It was oh, Dwayne God. Wade for the win, for the tie. <laughs> I will say it again. He is brutal. He's brutal. Why do you hate him, man? I oh, love him, but he I messes up a lot. I can't say. No, going back to everyone looking alike, I want to ask Jack something. When I was in college, the the white girls, all right, I would be, I would be standing next to a white guy, talking to a white guy. And they would, he'd look across the yard at two girls, two brunettes. He would say one was hot and one was ugly. And they looked exactly the same. They could be twins, for God's sake. All I like, of them I, could be twins. I, mean, <laughs> I never, and they all, I mean, they wore the same exact shorts where they rolled up the top. They wore some t shirt they got for free at a blood drive. It, I mean, they were, they were the exact <laughs> same girl. And one was hot and one was a dog. I was like, what is going on? I, I just, I was like, if I was a white guy, I, I, th- I think I could pull any girl here because they all look exactly the same. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. There's not much difference, differentiation. There's just, like, there's kind of one standard. They all dress the same. They all have the same hair. They're all it's named all, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, actually. Allie or Ashley. And you, and, like, Jack, you live in, you live in Indiana, right? Yeah. So you're living this. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, I'm dating a girl named Allie, so <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I mean, jeez. What's perfect? Once, <laughs> once again, you prove yourself to be the lesser Alf. Once again. <laughs> you're dating a girl named Allie. She's probably white. I'm married oh, to an well, ethnic yeah, woman. She's not- an ethnic woman? <laughs> <laughs> there are probably like 20 Allies. Now, and let oh, me, no, let me, definitely. 
Let me go back on my my Eric Reed comment. Eric Reed is brutal. All right. Why do you gotta be that? the whole Sun Sports broadcast is brutal. I don't know how many times they'll have like they 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 were they had the camera on Vogel for like thirty eight seconds and like they missed two plays the other night against the Pacers. But now every time I think how brutal Eric Reed is. I get so I get a little uh, glimpse of NBA League Pass, and I hear other local broadcasters. They're and, all terrible. Oh by God, Eric! <laughs> I mean, Eric Reed is head and shoulders above those guys. You miss Eric, so, right? When you hear the oh, Boston I, guys. Oh, I like the Bob- Knicks guys. Well, yeah, because it's freaking Mike Breen. Yeah, yeah it's no, because it's New York, and they have money for Mike, like Mike Breen, Breen and Clyde Frazier. No, Clyde Frazier's terrible. Yeah, he's Clyde Frazier is funny in how Who's terrible he is. Cleveland guy? Who's the color Cleveland guy? Because he's oh, bad. oh, he's god awful. I don't remember. He's who? What his name is? But he's no, the, it, the Rockets are terrible. The the Cavs are terrible. The Spurs are terrible. The Thunder. Are good. Oh, because oh, they have uh, who's who? They have Grant Long. Don't they have Grant Long on their broadcast? I think so. I might be wrong There's the on guy that. guy in the Pelicans who used to do the Laker radio broadcast, and now he does the Pelicans games. He's good. Uh, Joel, Joel, Joel? I don't know. He's good. Why do you hate Eric, though? I mean, like, he's not that bad. He's I have a silly voice. I, I get I get it. It's I, And we, we, we talked about this on the last podcast I was on. He, uh... He he sounds like if you were gonna do an SNL sketch of a of of a broadcaster, <laughs> like when when Cody does him on Levitard show is perfect, and and his I mean his stupid stats that's Hassan Whiteside's fourteenth duck of the night. It's like come on, like it's so hacky, it's so bad. But like I said, and then you listen to somebody, you listen to other broadcasts, you're like, okay, all right, we we don't have it too bad. And I mean, Jason Jackson is. Jason Jackson's bad. Jason bad. Jackson's hilarious. No, he's bad. <laughs> but like, he's so corny. He's amazing. No, Tony's so bad. He's good. Jason Tony's is bad. No, Tony's. Ja- uh, listen, I'll I'll fight you. Ron Rothstein's amazing. Oh, You'll fight me. Oh, Austin Carr. That's the Cleveland oh, Cavs. Austin Carr. Yeah, bad, he's dude. terrible. He's terrible. Do you like Do you like Tony? Do I like Tony? But like. Do you like him because he's so bad? Everybody knows Tony's he's, bad. He's so bad, he's good. That's what I'm but, saying. But no, and then, you know, so at some points, like, you're watching this game, and you're, you are you you want a little bit of, you know, analysis, and Tony's on this, and he says launching pad, like, 18 <laughs> times. Hey, it's a Mount Vernon guy. He's a homeboy. And it's like, oh, come on, dude. Every time. Like, I know every Mount Vernon player that's ever played in the NBA because of Tony Fiorentino. No. <laughs> Wait, I've I've I'm such an expert on the uh the 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 clear path to the foul the clear path why well, butchered that clear path to the basket foul because Tony just like every time he never happens. gets it right though yeah but he's always wrong <laughs> that's the best part <laughs> well to be fair that's like an impossible thing to call my main no. issue with them is the um is the camera angles the camera angles oh. are awful it's bad. Crap! It's complete crap, and and like you said, the clear path to the basket foul. He gets it wrong every time. And no, the you know what the worst part is? So do the refs. Like no, the seems, refs are terrible at it. That's it seems like saying. it's such an easy call to make. Is there anyone between the guy and the basket? It should be the easy, and they go to replay. They go to replay, and they do it for like <laughs> ten minutes. I know. Oh. It's, it's it's so easy, and it's. Ugh. It should and, be easy, but it never is for them. 
NBA officiating this year. That's been really. I mean, I I, I don't I haven't watched a lot of the rest of the league, but for Miami, it's been bad. It's, There's it's been, been some terrible calls. Just some of the worst calls I've ever seen. Just how do you miss that, or how do you call that? And even when Miami has messed up, like I, I think Bosch set a moving screen against Indiana, and they missed that. Um, well, you're not calling a moving screen last play. Yeah, moving screens never get called. I like, understand that, but some of these like made yeah. a career out of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, the Warriors are making a team off of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so savage. <laughs> the but the like the blatant travel calls at the end of the games, uh, and then it's not even it's not even like Miami's only getting hurt by it. Miami's benefiting from some of this bad officiating at times too. It's just really really bad this year. Stoudemire has been getting hit a lot, and nothing has been called. Stoudemire, how about Gorin? Oh, Gorin. Gorin. Uh, who's who's the guy who I really like on Twitter that that uh, is all about uh, like. He, he's been really pushing the uh, Goran Dragic is not getting the free throw line when he like leads the NBA and going to the rim or something like. He, yeah, I read that he it took him like like in the past like three games he hadn't gone to the free throw line once, which is ridiculous. To the rim. All, all day, and then I'm, like I said the other day, like you'd have to stab him with a prison shank before they call a foul, and then him and Tyler Johnson. Oh no, uh, TJ uh, gets and Hassan too. TJ gets like loses a tooth every game. And I'm worried for his health. Like five years down the road, he's going to be missing like five fingers, a leg. He's going to have zero teeth, and he's going to have like just a permanent black eye. He's going to get small. I thought Ryan Tannehill would be by now. Yeah, that's what it is. He's and a punching bag. A punching bag, and he also has a really dumb haircut. So oh, yeah. You, Tyler it, Johnson? <laughs> oh, what, what the hell With is the he doing? And the little that? chin strap thing? It might, he may be making league minimum. All right, but that's still Cut a thousand that. times more money than I make, and I get a haircut every two weeks. Cut that shit off. Dwayne Wade uh, can like introduce him to a barber or something. No, it's no, so bad. But what he knows DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled gets his haircut like every day. Can you guys he, explain this to the audience that doesn't know what we're talking about? What he has? Yeah. He he looks like an Amish gangster. <laughs> that's exa- he he looks like the Amish Jason Williams. That's what he looks like. He has like uh, for the audience, he has like sideburns, but they don't connect to anything. So they're just like floating on like his jawline, but it doesn't connect to his hair or his like chin. It's just kind of there. And then he has a soup bowl haircut. Oh my god! It's, it's, a oh, helmet, it's helmet haircut. It's really bad. It's he looks like. Have you you guys have seen Tropic Thunder, right? Oh yes. Yeah. You know, you know when he dresses up as Simple Jack for the oh Vietnam? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Oh my god! <laughs> that's exact. That's what his hair looks like. Like it's made of straw, and he's putting on a show for. Vietnamese drug smugglers. <laughs> oh my god, I just looked it up. <laughs> it's exactly right. <laughs> uh, that's a backup point guard, man. <laughs> he's, he's great, I, though. I mean, he's the backup shooting guard at this point. If you have, if you yeah. notice, he's he's backup helper defense. He's not he's not running a lot of point anymore because yeah, because they got Udre and he's and solid. Then, uh, I like Udre. So. You like Udre? Yeah. He's solid. Just he doesn't mess up. I like it. Yeah, he's consistent. He, he's his his assist to turnover <laughs> ratio is pretty good. Okay, and Eric Reed. He doesn't do the Chalmers <laughs> thing. Like Coach, you know he doesn't he dribble it out of bounds every like every other play. No he's stupid constantly yeah. Stupid fouls at the at the half court line. Like Listen, you kinda miss those. No, he's not I, that no, good, no. but he's not that frustrating. Like 
He doesn't he, do anything You know what you're wrong. getting from him. Yeah. I don't like those lineups where they take Goran out, put Bosch in, and put Udri in. I don't like when they do that. Don't like it either. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they keep Goran in with Asana. They try, the only thing I can think of is Spo wants him to learn how to play together, so he'll throw him in now. So they're not learning this later. I just think most lineups without Bosch are just kind of a mess. Like, just on offense, they look just weird. Yeah, I was watching the end of the... Um, I agree with you, but it kind of depends. Of that last game, what, who do they play? Um, the Knicks. <laughs> and Sorry, I was... You know, the Knicks are so irrelevant, I forget that they exist. I want to forget that that game happened. Yeah. I mean, whatever. They can't keep winning. Like, if they, they just keep winning no, three and then losing their fourth and then do that for the rest of the season, they're a great team. Yeah, so. let's let's win three, lose one. I'll do that all year. Yeah. I'll be happy. Oh, I would to, love that. They're about to go on the road and, and get, like, slaughtered. by. <laughs> I think some of those get like, a lot of those games are pretty winnable. I don't a think they're going to get You keep murdered. saying, man, I don't know about that. No, because you know what? In, in this 2016, a West Coast road trip is not what it was a year yeah. ago, two years ago. There's three good teams in the West, and the rest are all very, very, very yeah, beatable. Four good teams. No, listen, there's give me four a break. good teams, and there's three really good teams. There's good. two great teams, and then like OKC and the Clippers are like they're good. They're really good. See, like I, I wouldn't even put the I wouldn't put the Clippers in OKC's class. I really wouldn't. Oh no, and, I wouldn't either. But I'm just saying, no, like wouldn't. it's you don't, you, it's you don't Spurs think. and then Warriors, it's Spurs and Warriors and then everybody else. Everybody and everybody besides the Spurs and Warriors are completely beatable for this Heat team. Yeah, and they, and, and they could also lose to anybody in the league. Have you guys yeah. been watching Warrior games? No. Why? Have you seen because Curry keeps getting hurt in the middle of these games? Like he keeps bruising his leg because guys are like hacking at his legs. And he keeps, like, leaving for, like, half the game and coming back. And it's kind of funny, and I don't know if it's being done on purpose. Uh, and that's why Draymond's stat collecting, because Curry's out. So, you know, he's like, oh, I get to do everything. That's why he's had this, like, these this triple-double run. And I was, I was talking with a buddy earlier, and we were talking how funny it would be if they were to play Cleveland tomorrow. And Steve Kerr said, you know what? I'm going to say Curry because Matthew Delvadova is a crazy person. He's probably going to try to hurt my guy. Listen, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't. I would not. If it, if it was up to me, I wouldn't play uh, Curry in a regular season game with Matthew Delvadova on the court. That guy's terrible. Have you guys seen the vines, what he tries to do? When he jumped on Iguodala's back. <laughs> the horsey. Yeah, that was ridiculous. He's just a clown. He's a decent player, but he does all that shit. Della Vadova is one of the one of those guys that's an instant fade if I see him in the street. I don't know <laughs> why I want to fight him, but I want to fight him. It's me and him. If I see that dude in the street, it's me and him. A little Australian dude who well, jumps on people's backs. He's he's a little on TV next to LeBron. No, no, he's <laughs> bigger than me. I promise you that. <laughs> He'd kick my ass. I know that. But It's like that Antonio Davis picture with yeah. Amino Hassan. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was ridiculous. the size of a raisin. And- <laughs> when Mike, Mike Ryan's like, it looks, it looks like a CGI. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, Antonio Davis is a very big man. But but it, it's because it, it's, uh, Amino Hassan is probably like 5'11", 6 foot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's just fun. It's it's funny to me, like when we call these guys small, and then you know you walk up next to them, they're six foot three, and you're six foot. You're like, oh crap! I still think I can kick back Matthew I mean, Delvado's ass. It's not small. Well, that's the thing. Like you see JJ Barea and Nate Robinson play, 
and you're like, oh, these guys are the smallest people who've ever lived. <laughs> then you look at it, and they're like average height, kind of. They're five. They're five ten, five eleven. Yeah, you know. I, I think I think Nate Robinson's almost six feet. No, he's like he's five ten. I've seen him. He's probably listed at like six. No, he's feet, listed at five ten, which oh, yeah. probably means he's five nine. Yeah, he's five nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. JJ Beret is probably like five ten, five nine. He was talking. Now, like Dwayne Wade is six foot one, maybe six foot two. Udonis Haslam swears he's six feet. Yeah, well, Udonis will tell you he's six feet tall. He, but he's taller than me, so he's probably like six foot one, six foot two. Udonis looks small, even though isn't he listed at like six nine? He's six. He's listed at six eight, I think. He's the same height as LeBron. When you see them next yeah. to each other, they're the same size, really? which makes it so crazy how quick, how fast, how powerful LeBron is, and uh, uh, Udonis is a lumbering oaf. I mean, yeah. even when <laughs> even when he was younger. Isn't Carlos Boozer like taller than than LeBron? And Carlos Boozer looks little. Carlos Boozer's like six nine, six ten. Yeah. Still in the league, or he's he's retired. No, he's he's just a free agent. Would you take him? I would take. Speaking well, if we're gonna take a free agent power forward who doesn't play any defense, I know what you're gonna say. There's a certain guy who's in China right now who's looking for his fourth stint with the Heat. Michael Beasley. I think gonna go Greg Oden there. That would have been fun. I'm hella straight. Gregory. I thought you were going to go Stokes. Stokes needs playing time. Okay, wait. Let's let's do this for Jack. Jack, talk about Stokes. Nobody knows about this kid. Well, I mean, there's not much you need to know. Like, he's just, he's small. He's like, what, 6'7 or something? But he's big. He can rebound. He's just got good body control. He's small, but he's... Yeah, you just said he's small. No, 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 no. He's like short, but he's... He's short, but he's wide. Yeah, he's a wide dude. He's, he's, he's not fat. He's just bulky. So you want the Heat to get a fat player? We already did Eddie Curry. <laughs> well, they already have him. Who's fat? And he's rebounding. He can move kind of well. Like I don't know. I no, I'm not that super was the high. Weakest on him. endorsement ever. I'm not super high on him. I think oh, I he can be like him. a backup big. Like um, maybe do a Udonis role, maybe, but. Like, but he I mean, doesn't have a huge upside. Like, physically, he's not amazing. He can't shoot very well. He's just a rebounder, and he can finish inside. But here's the thing. What- here's the thing. Is he an upgrade over Amari? Because, honestly, what you guys were talking about when Bosch is out of the lineup, the only time if Bosch is out of the lineup and the offense still runs smoothly, I mean, through the high elbow, through the post, is when Amari's in. No, I like Amari. Like, he's been he's well. pretty good. And he hasn't been bad on defense either, I don't think. Like, they've been able to hide him at least. And it, because he plays within the system. And Yeah. And, no, he and, doesn't make big mistakes that compromise the defense. So you are you still have that same top five defense, like, around he, him. He did, then, the same, he did the same thing McBob was doing. Just yeah. within within the system, making sure he was in the right spot. No one's asking him to block every shot or do anything crazy athletic. Hey, just be where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and bother somebody's shot. I think I think Bob's was playing well defensively. I think he's a good defensive player. I don't know where this reputation that he's not good defensive player came. I, I don't think he's a. I think he's a decent defensive player, I think but he's I an think above average defensive big. I know what I think he does. I think he he understands the system and plays it the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah, he's mobile enough that he can. I think he's mobile enough that he can do different things, and smart enough that he can, you know, stay in his lane, kind of. Well, I do think that when he's out there, there is a threat of they don't want to throw a ball in the passing lane when he's there because he'll take yeah. go. It's oh yeah. If Hassan gets it, Hassan has to wait for a guard. The balls will just go. 
it's just the offense has been kind of like with him was kind of brutal because he wouldn't shoot. Well, he started to shoot. He was kind of a mess. But, but yeah. yeah, well, he did, but then he immediately got hurt. But like, but like that's so annoying because he was starting to help. Well, what if he? That's didn't what shoot. happened last year. Well, what if he didn't shoot because he knew it hurt his knee? Yeah, it I don't, it's, I mean, it's, our, it's our fault. Because the whole arena was yelling. Twitter was so mad at him. But also, if you can't shoot, like if you don't have the ability to shoot physically, you shouldn't be an NBA player. Maybe. Have you guys? Unless you're like Hassan and only dunk. Or Rondo. Hassan loves to shoot. What are you talking about? Hey, he kind of destroyed in that Dallas game. As Tony would say, a feathery jump shot. He can hit that. He practices that shot. Practices he that practices shot. Yo, know, Eric. He practices that. He practices that shot before every game. That's no. The first no but That's you have the to make it sound raspier. And like you smoked a lot of cigarettes. Like you no, my my favorite is he has excellent footwork, Eric. No, he doesn't, dude. Like he does not have excellent footwork. That's like and the one thing he doesn't have. <laughs> he, he has maybe the most terrible footwork I've ever seen. But he's. Probably six eleven. He's not seven feet tall, and he has the he has arms the length of an eight foot person, and he yeah. can just get it up and over the rim. Don't tell me it's his footwork that got him there. It's the fact that he can bumble and stumble his way and put his arm up, and it's already near the rim. Uh, and I listen. And I've been no, I've been called a Hassan Basher. I'm not a Hassan Basher, but I understand his limitations. Yes, you are. Uh, listen, well, I'll take it. <laughs> You know, I like, uh, you know, Please he, put he, that in your Twitter description. What a Hassan Basher? Yes, he Twitter. I like it. Hashtag he Twitter president. Hashtag Hassan Basher. There are some I, worse people when it comes to Hassan. Like some people just refuse to admit that he's ever done anything good for the team. Oh man, I, oh, who's that guy? Um, he follows the account a lot. He's uh, Humberto. He hates him. I I don't I don't really. I think I've muted him. I don't know. No, he's our I, fan. No, I'm sure he's cool. I don't know if I've muted him, but also some of the takes are a little too hot. I get really no. Hassan, and he gets really mad at coaching. First of all, his grammar's terrible, and I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Alberto, I, I love you. You keep reading and listening. To the hey, show. listen to the show Ignore so you them. can learn to not have You're those a terrible very takes. Special person, I like your hot sports takes. You're no, a Jack. positive fan. Listen, jackass, don't listen to my my, my podcast when I'm on, no. and don't read any of my articles, you jackass. I can't listen. I tried. I even followed him back because I'm I'm I'm, I'm a sympathy follower. Nice I do like I do it all the time, and I didn't. I don't even. Blo- I didn't block him. I just muted him. He. I can't argue with someone whose grammar is that terrible, and everything you said. Oh, it's the coach's fault. Okay, Beno Udrich just missed a wide open jump shot. How is that Spo's fault? That's and that's another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about because you're intelligent basketball fans, and I need I need somebody to vent to about the reactions after games. They're I don't, You get mad. I don't. People leave Twitter. This is Spoon did not die for this. Spoon did not die for this. No. Sometimes I want to leave Twitter after the reactions. Like the whole Fire Spo campaign is the most ridiculous thing ever because I don't know how you watch the games and see, like, oh, the team's missing every wide open three pointer they take. That's clearly Spolstra's fault. <laughs> what I like, try to ex- what I try to explain, and, and part of now I need everybody to understand where I'm coming from after games, because I feel like I ruin everybody's timeline, and I do it purposely because <laughs> I am just as frustrated as everybody else after a heat loss, and the only thing that 
that makes me feel better is going on Twitter and list and reading the idiots who are blaming the wrong people. <laughs> And then I get to defend the heat, and it makes me feel better about the loss. This is my coping mechanism. Wow, you're, so if you're brilliant, oh, it, oh, it makes me feel. I, I go to sleep like a baby that night. Before I started doing this, I, I used to toss and turn all night after a heat loss. Now I go to sleep like a baby because like and and. What you guys you guys see it the same way I see it. You can watch a game where the Heat lose and still say, "Okay, I saw improvement tonight." I'll take it, yeah. Well, but, my least favorite complaint is when they like when they'll win three straight and then lose a fourth, and they'll be like, "Like, hey, there's like you can't lose to the Knicks." It's like, <laughs> but they beat them by twenty <laughs> twice, and they just won three in a row. They don't have to win every single game. Yeah, but Jack. They- NBA teams Jack. lose to worse teams Jack. all the time. You can't all the time. The Mavs beat the Warriors. The Bucks beat the Warriors. The Spurs have like six losses or something. Yeah, that's I think, a, I think you, the objection is not that they lost to the Knicks. Is that they lost their last home game before a long road trip against a team that they should have won. And they played pretty terrible on offense. And Hassan looked awful. Okay, it's still three out of four no, games though understood. that they won. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here, I get the frustration. You never want to lose to the worst team. Like you, like they should have beat the Knicks. Like that would have been a good win to have. Carmelo could have missed. They it's, can't it's win every game. Expected. Yeah. Listen. Listen. They're not the best team in the NBA. Let off they, talk. Yeah. He's the better. Okay. Alf. He's yeah. The better off talk. Yeah. This whole thing about situational basketball, like oh, because it was the last home game before a road trip, they shouldn't have lost. That is the most ridiculous take. Like it, it doesn't matter at the end of the year. The wins and losses don't mean different things. It's one number against another number. All right. So they went into that game. Now you can complain about the offense all you want. The offense. Okay. That's this is where the fire spoke crowd drives me nuts. The offense did what it's supposed to do. They got a thousand open shots. Shots were going in and out. All right. Wide open shots were falling off the rim. Layups, runners, nothing was falling. So when you look at that game, you have to say, okay, I watched this game. We missed a bunch of open shots. So I can't blame the coaching staff because the coaching staff put our players in position to make shots. This is a make or miss league. Some nights you have a bad night. The only player that showed up last night was Chris Bosch. The other guys, I mean, nothing was falling, right? Dwayne played well. Dwayne played okay, but you know, Dwayne just you know he did he he tried he tried to force an issue because he just saw what was going on was at times. Playing, I mean, he had six assists. He was playmaking. He was no, and he he but he, he just fine, but he kind of saw what was know. going on. He knew he could. I t- if you asked Dwayne Wade in the third quarter, are you going to win this game? He probably would have told you, "There's no chance." I see what's happening tonight. It's just not happening. All right, then you look at the game before that. Offense was terrible against the Pacers. Absolutely horrible. It wasn't a bunch of missed shots. It was bad offense for most of the night. And then all of a sudden, they just kicked it into high gear. Now, you look at both those games, I'll take the win. But I'm also not going to poo-poo that loss like crazy because I feel like this the process was there. Those shots just didn't fall. And it's going to happen in an 82-game season. And then you say, oh, well, it's going to happen a lot because this team can't shoot. That two for 17, it's not like that happens every night to this Heat team. It happened. I, I, I agree with you. The only criticism I could say of the of the team is in its construction. They 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 do have a lack of shooting. 
uh, especially from guard spots. And while the two for 17 doesn't happen often, they just had an outing very similar to that against Indiana. So it has happened recently. And that's the only criticism I think is fair from that night is look at the shooting. They've done that twice in a row. They can't be doing that often. And this team is going to go through some periods where that happens. And they yeah. are, but yeah, go ahead, Jack. Oh, okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> thanks. Thank you, Almighty. Thank you. No, I realized um, I was dominating. No, I was you just going to say, like Dwayne Wade, right there, as yeah. a greater alpha. Come on, man. To do okay, that Dwayne Wade hijacking the offense, hijacking the show, man. Right, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm Goran because. Um. No, I'm set, like they have. They have obvious weaknesses. Their offense is not going to be amazing, even if they get it all together. But I think they're kind of slowly learning some things. Like, Bosch is finally taking 20 shots a game, which is where he needs to be at. Like, he's the best player on the team. And the offense kind of needs to be centered around him. So I think that's an improvement. And if they can just hit a few threes and get something from there they'll be fine and then they'll just rely on their defense most nights but yeah those those shooting performances are going to come and there's nothing you can do about it with this roster but they're not every night i think this team needs to hit about five six threes a game and not i mean they don't need to be in the 10 11 range every single game there's there's been games where they've hit like a well you know they've hit eight nine ten eleven threes where it wasn't good offense it was gerald green jacking up fallaways yeah. you know you know it wasn't good offense a lot i mean literally the first you know 20 games of the season you could say the offense was god awful Right. So now, even when we lose games and I see that the offense has improved, I can sit there as a fan and say, "Okay, we're making better decisions. Uh, Goron, you know, because the only thing I'll say about last game is Goron wasn't aggressive enough. But at the same time, the Knicks were the Knicks are also an NBA team. They were doing things to cut off uh, the lane for Goron. All right, so we and then we did get to other shooters and we got to open spots. We took good shots. They didn't fall. All right, they took us out of our game a little bit, but we still adjusted and got good shots. So I can still look at that game and say, okay, we're still we're making adjustments. We're learning. We're getting better. Um, and then I can look at this game like the Indiana game and say we had no business winning that game. Well, so my thing is every time the heat lose a game they technically quote unquote should not lose does anyone go back and say okay well we've also won some games we quote unquote should not have won you know it's at the end happens of the- throughout the course of a season and it's why i think that so why bug out but the- why it go nuts is out. it's just one of 82 but you know how fans are and i want to get to something um you said, Alf, how you wanted, you know, you said around five to six threes you want the Heat to make. That would put them at the bottom of the league. They are at the bottom of the league. That's who they are. They have to get better at that. It's a, the, the best teams all are in the nine eight range. I would, I think if this Heat team on a given night goes six for 14, seven for 16, that's a good, that that's the kind of night they're going to win that game. Attempting, more times than not. They're attempting. Yeah. They're, they're six. They're 6.6 for 22 attempts. The 20 attempts. And, and look at their record. They're going to win more often than not with that kind of shooting. And right now, they're winning way more often than not. They're winning. That's in spite, a, but they're winning in spite of their shooting. But the thing is, their defense is so good and they're so good inside the paint is 
they just need a minimal contribution from outside. Yes. All they need to be is passable from outside, but, uh, but and they'll win re- most games. Let me ask you something. What is the goal? Because what you're saying is nice if you just want to be a decent team. If but they, they are. They're not going to win the title. No, I'm not saying they're going to win the title, but if you want to – like the, the, I think everybody would agree. I think rational people would agree that a realistic goal is the Easter Conference Finals, and that's where you want to be. And once you're and there, what you want to compete with Cleveland. And what they're shooting from three right now, if they continue their defense, they continue they continue to attack and be aggressive on the inside, which is it's, it's the only reason they got back in that Pacers game. It wasn't three-point shooting. It was attacking. And attacking opened up some shots from the outside. But it was, it, it was getting, attacking, getting to the free throw line. That's what this team is. Wanting this team to be a great free, uh, three-point shooting team and getting mad when they aren't and they lose, you are going to drive yourself nuts for the rest of the year. I don't think that it's a great three-point shooting team, but I think a middle of the pack. But they don't have the personnel are. for that. They just have no, terrible no, three-point shooting. I know shooters. they don't have the personnel for that, and that is the only objection yeah. that I think you can make after these games is that their personnel is not built for that. Okay, but which the, is just, why you don't try to fire Spo after the no, game because he doesn't build the I, roster. I agree with you. I totally yeah. agree. I'm, I'm just saying that that is the only, to me, reasonable complaint you can have at this point. And Dwayne hijacking the team at times. Other than that, I think. But has Dwayne done that a lot lately? Uh, I think he did that a lot. He's gotten yeah. better. No, I think he's gotten he, a lot he better a about it. Drogic didn't touch the ball forever, which they won that game. But I thought that was kind of bad process, good result. No, in the Indiana game. When Drogic did get the ball, it was hot potato time a couple times at the end of the game. And part of it is because he never gets the ball at the end of the game, so he's just not even comfortable at that point. So part of it is a bad process. But in the, at the end of that, it, it, Goran got them back, and this team is kind of built, okay, we get it close enough, we have two Hall of Famers. Let them go to work. All right? And or either or either. This isn't on the team anymore. Okay, we have no. We still have two Hall of Famers. We have uh, Wade and Stoudemire. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well played. I thought you were going to go Hassan <laughs> Johnson and Udre. Uh, there you go. I thought it Johnson was and Winslow. It was like when when Eric started with the Udre. I was like, wait, I thought it was Udrick. Uh, who cares? It's like Udre, and then you kind of like I don't know. It doesn't matter. He he's not going to be on the it team. Doesn't now. matter. Wow, that's mean, man. He's a dragon whisper. All that matters is Tyler Johnson and Justice Winslow going forward. Do you think they're going to be able to afford Tyler going forward? Because I think he might be playing. They have him on a great deal. They have him on that Gilbert Arenas um, restricted free agency thing. So I forgot the details of that, but yeah, but you know, like I'm not a cap expert. Free agency goes. They make you swallow that awful. No, this is one of the special things, though. It's like um. It's not like pure restrictive free agency. It's um, they're gonna get him on a good deal. I can't explain the minutia of cap stuff because I'm an idiot and, and I don't the know kind numbers. Of analysis that you get on the Heapy podcast. Well, don't Tyler. ask me about cap stuff. <laughs> where where is Albert Random? Tyler isn't going anywhere. Yeah, he's I don't. Here. I I don't see Whiteside back next year. I just don't. Really? You don't. I, I saw last game, and I saw like I saw that dunk over Porzingis, and him staring down Porzingis down thirteen. That's awesome. And honestly, I could feel like I could feel the heat coming off of Eric Spoelstra's neck. Riley at that was point. seething. Oh, Riley was seething. Or, or, or was Alonso killed an usher. It was. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that I just don't. I don't. I, I like. Like I said, I like a song. 
but it's it's the problem is twofold. One, he is not, and uh, Ethan was talking about this, and I can't believe I I I, I agree with Brian Windhorse. I'm gonna go what? throw up after. Yeah, I'm gonna throw up after we're he done. He is not a Heat player. Uh, yo, he is not a Heat. He is not a, a quintessential Heat player. So when you look at it and what say, okay, what does that mean? It's Udonis Haslam. It's Dwayne Wade. These loyal guys. These uh, even Dwayne Wade is Dwayne Wade isn't really. You know what? Dwayne Wade really isn't a quintessential. Dwayne Wade's not a Heat player. Like no, he isn't. Yeah. he isn't. But he's, he's such he's a, an amazing player who plays for the Heat for he, his whole he's career. Su- he's such a transcendent talent. Yeah. He, here's the thing, you, and that's why you keep paying him. Do you see Riley looking at Hassan Whiteside? Who you have every four games, you have to reiterate, hey, you have to get out on perimeter defense. You you have to close out on shooters. You can't just lay back and wait for block shots. Like, do you see Riley saying, okay, I'm going to pay you $20 million? Yes. No well, way. Here's the thing. I think, like, I don't think he's back next year, which I think makes the team worse in the short run. But tying up all that money... Oh, I I, I think helps it because they, if they hadn't already tied up money and Dragic, um, Bosch and a bunch of people, like if, if they're gonna pay Wade more than they should probably, which is fine. Oh, do you? But think if they hadn't already had all that money tied up, I'd be fine with them going, like giving a big contract to Hassan because what the hell. But with all the like, you need as much cap as you can get, and I really don't think he's the guy who you don't know you want to devote five years to. With Dwayne having a pretty healthy year, and God, it's gonna be terrible. And no, I'm like, what the thing? You're gonna, he's gonna, you're gonna turn around and say you can't stay healthy, and he's gonna say, well, I just did stay healthy. I think Wade's going for some like three for thirty six or three for tw- three, three for thirty. Nothing crippling. I don't see him go. I I, I, I I don't know what you think. I mean, he tried, and he couldn't get it, and I think he's going to... Well, he got that big one-year thing, and I think there was a kind of an un, like a handshake agreement that... There was a handshake and a wink. At the, yeah, there was a handshake and a wink that said, okay, we'll give you $20 million next year, $36 million over three the next... So that's four for, 40, four for 56, four for 60. It's a good contract. Let's get this done. Man, okay, I, no I problem. I don't know. And, and I mean, again, I'm only going by what is reported, and particularly by Lebetard. And, and what I think is interesting about this whole thing is... The Heat can use Dan as their mouthpiece to trash Dwayne. And that's kind of what's happened, right? So throughout that whole process, it was Dwayne wants this, Dwayne wants that. Dwayne, we're trying to do this. So they have a voice in the media and probably the most dominant voice in South Florida. And Ethan, and Ethan was Wade's voice. Yeah. That's, that's, but, but Dan is, but, you know, Dan echoes louder because of, of course, so the Ethan, radio show. Yeah, but Ethan, I think. Wade, yeah, go. Alf. Oh well, yeah. Wade used Ethan and uh, Tim Reynolds. That's who he was using the whole time. Yeah. So, but they're not as loud as Lebatar. So we they create this environment in which you guys saw how quickly the fan base turned on him. Yeah, they, they turned on him turn pretty quick, and they're going to turn on him this summer too. But I don't understand how. I've never seen this in sports. How such like he is the. He is the shining light of the Miami Heat, and how quickly this fan base has turned on him several times in the last three years. What, you've never seen this in sports? I mean, in South no, wait, I've never not seen this in sports. Does this happen? Like, this happens all the time. But like, turn, turn on that guy? Like, yes, multiple times. Did they, they turn on Jordan in Chicago for wanting more money? Did that happened. 
You d- d- fans, oh man, leave me alone. Fans always side with management. No, it's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, do, it's but, weird. Man, I thought that they'd cape up for for Dwayne because no, Lakers they don't cape. Do it for Kobe. No, how many Lakers fans bashed the Kobe deal? A lot of Lakers fans Today, did. Because man, I know a, a lot of them don't care. Yeah, and and then there was there, you know, then there's a Kobe tards and that, like I'm a Wade tard. I said pay Wade whatever he wants. I don't want him leaving. I was oh, crying man, like I'm, a baby. I'm, I'm all I'm all on you, man. I'll do the same. <laughs> Keep him here. Let, let me be happy. I'll watch him age. Yeah. I just thought it I was mean, interesting because how quick, like, they just turned on him hard. And they keep turning. And I thought they'd cape up for him. And But look now, at it now. It's Pat Riley, too, though. Because oh, yes. if you look fans at how many cape, fans cape up Wade fans there are, there was way more Pat Riley fans. That's weird to me. It is right. weird. Riley, Riley can do no wrong, man. Riley lost LeBron James. And he is the, still the most beloved. He got I mean, more beloved when he lost yeah. LeBron too. That's because weird. He, you're absolutely right. Because he stands, he's so defiant, and you're like, "Yeah, f LeBron, hey, we got dang, we're back." And you remember that day? <laughs> oh, dang is the most important <laughs> signing in the history of the franchise. <laughs> Do you, hold on, wait. I want to go over something because I'll never forget tracking the plane. Do you remember the plane? The George Sedano plane. Oh god! We were oh all yeah. Following the plane, and he Twitter had thought you know it was reported Dwayne's on the plane, and we're like, oh my god, he's a closer, he's gonna get it done. And then they when Mickey the- Harrison favorited that tweet, yes. And then the I freaked out. <laughs> oh my god, we were. Ridiculous. I I was working that day, and I was actually I was on a job, and I was supposed to be finishing this job, and I just sat. In my work truck for like thirty minutes, just listening to the radio. Oh, I was refreshing Twitter like a madman. Like I'm, I'm sitting in the dark in my room because I had to like work the next day, and I'm just refreshing Twitter until that plane landed. No, <laughs> not even like, that day. I'm talking about the day that that letter came out in SI, oh. and I heard it. I was like, oh, I just sat there and listened to the radio, despondent. You know, I was designing the heat, the original Heapy website with a story about LeBron because I was like, no way he's leaving. <laughs> then I got the news in the middle of like posting it. I was like, well, can't use this anymore. You got us Winslow though by leaving, so I'm cool with him leaving. I love don't, Winslow. Don't, don't lie. Winslow's amazing. Actually, you brought this or we brought it up earlier when we talked about Wade not really being a heat guy. I think Winslow's maybe has the chance to be the superstar heat guy. I don't think Dude. he's going to be a superstar, but I think he's going to be really good. Or he's going to be a star heat guy. I think he, I think he's going to be the greatest player of all time, and you can't tell me anything <laughs> differently. <laughs> because Him and Tyler Johnson are going to be the next Jordan and Pippen. I will put on the Winslow cape so fast. Winslow I don't care is, that he can't shoot. Winslow will never, uh, and you can quote me in 10 years when I'm wrong, but I don't think Winslow will ever not play for the Miami Heat. The way that, the, the kind of player he is, Pat Riley will give him whatever he wants for the rest of time. As long as Eric Spolster and Pat Riley are involved in the Heat franchise, Justice Winslow isn't going anywhere. I feel like they can sucker him like they suckered UD for all those years. Oh, well, yeah. that's basically what he is. I think he's basically like, a way more talented Udonis Aslam just in how he's exactly what the Heat want in a player mentally. Yeah, I do think he'll fix... Actually, there's, I'm glad you brought it up. And The way the Golden State Warriors do a lot of their damages, Curry gets trapped because they run the pick and roll so out. He gets trapped on the screen like five feet behind the three-point line. 
So Draymond rolls to kind of that center spot, like a right free throw line, where Curry gets from the ball. And then from there, Draymond play makes off the dribble because he can score, he can shoot, and he makes the right pass. I think, and, and as well as his contributions on defense, Justice is such a good He's a good passer for his age and his position. And I think they can run some stuff like that in the future with, with Wade and Goron as if they get if they're if, if Goron, you know, gets trapped on the pick and roll or if they get another shooter, they can really use him as a secondary playmaker because he can dribble, because he can pass, and if he eventually gets an offensive shot, I think that he could be a tremendous game changer on both ends. Yeah, no, I think the driving kick with him, like him leading a driving kick, just centering the offense around that for the next like 10 years, I think that's going to be money. Like just if you get like Tyler Johnson in the corner, Justice driving to the rim, kicking to him, Justice nailing the three He's a very good screener as well. And I know like yeah. saying someone's a good screen setter is like the lamest thing ever. But he does a lot of really lame things, I think. Like a, lo- a lot of things that nobody wants to do. So does UD, though. Like, yeah. And, you, and you're talking about Draymond. I feel like in a matchup, you could actually put Winslow on Draymond. Of course. Yeah. And, and you, well, you and, can put him on anybody. That's the thing. Like, who can you not, like, you can't put him on, like, Cousins. But, yeah. Oh, you, what? Well, the, yours was better than mine. I said, you up. But, like, I'd feel comfortable in the future putting him on somebody like Steph. Like, he, I don't think he's going to stop Steph, but, like, he's going to do as good of a job as anybody. He's but, just the guy who you put on the best perimeter player. The, Go, the, re- the, re- the reason that he can stay, that he can guard Draymond is because one of the things he does that only the greatest defenders do is when he's playing a guy who can shoot the three but can also take you off the dribble, he's one of those guys who does not set up. Like, you watch Gerald Green. He always sets up underneath the three-point line because he's so afraid of the drive. Winslow's feet are so good, he will guard you three feet outside, three feet beyond the three-point line because he's he does, he's not afraid. He doesn't want to give it a three, and he's still not afraid of you driving past him because his feet are that good. So that's the kind of guy that can guard Draymond Green because a lot of people are so afraid of Draymond driving to the basket and creating that they they back off of him and hope that they can close out on a three. Justice isn't even leaving you at the three point line, and he says, "Go ahead and cut." My feet are so good. I will I will be I will stay with you all the way to the rim, and ha- and you'll have to roll right back out. And that and that's and like you said, the lame things that we look at, great screeners. I'm looking at Justice before somebody even catches a ball. I'm like, oh my god, and I'm falling in love. And I'm like, most people don't even give a crap. About- it's amazing. <laughs> Did you guys see that possession yesterday? Where I think Calderon had him beat at like the half court line, and Justice kept up with him the whole way to the basket. He and doesn't Calderon, quit. Like, did, did, but you know what I'm talking about. You know the play I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, and he just kept up the whole half length of the court while he was beat. Well, that's the thing where most guys would would give up and let the guy and and basically wait for the help. Justice is like, no, no, I can still, I can still, I, this is still my guy. I can still, I can still stay with him. Those kinds yeah. of traits scare me though, because those can go away very easily. I don't think he would like, that's just yeah. the personality that he is. He loves either. doing that. Just especially if he, like the team is winning. Like, I think he just like, it's some weird thing in his brain. It's not even weird, but it's just so uncommon that he legitimately does not care about his box score. All no. he wants to do is just 
help the team stop and score. I agree, but I do think that once his offensive game becomes better, I do think he'll start carrying more. I think it can suffer just because when you're putting in, like when you're carrying the load on both ends, one end or both ends can suffer. But like, I don't think he'll ever not be an elite defender. But he's like, I think you can just count on him being one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA for the next 10 to 15 years. I have a question, Jack. You called him a defender. Uh, were you trying to say something else and then you changed your mind? Wait, what? <laughs> but you, you said it. Forget it. You said it funny. No, I said it weird. Yeah, no, I. Okay. He, also, he was going to say we were, D. He going to say D leaguer because how I much thought, he loves a D leaguer. I was thinking about the D league right now because <laughs> the game just ended, and I was going to say we need shooting. Josh Richard, Josh Richardson, just dropped twenty six five and three, and went four for seven from three. So and like, can he like legitimately shoot? Because like, he's not there yet. Like he can shoot, but it's still it's an inconsistent release. Like. He just learned to shoot. Like, he just completely retooled his release for his senior year. And now he's like, he can, I think he'll be a good shooter in like three years or two years, maybe next year. He's like all of our shooters, except for yeah. Bosch. He, he can shoot the three, but he's not a pure shooter. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, and I was going to ask you. I think Gerald's a good shooter. I just think, you know, Gerald. But he's a weird, he, he's his, not a good one. Yeah. T.R. Smith's a good shooter. You just don't trust him. Yeah, their shot selection's bad. Yeah, they're good Gerald, shooters. They're just such like I mean, Gerald takes a lot of weird like pull up when there's twenty two. He also jumps like super high on his threes. Have you noticed oh, that? No, that? Like, because oh, he's no, it helps, but it's just like he always like he's always kind of off balance when he does it. He's a freaking like he's always jump jumping forward or to the side or something. And but sometimes you need those guys when you just. Where nobody yeah. can get a shot off, and you say, "Okay, Gerald," and then, but he's hurt us uh, a little bit, and I think the last couple of games with some of his shot selection, where you know, where where we're trying to methodically come back or do certain things, and then defensively, he's he, sometimes, I, I mean, he has, I mean, Beasley level lapses on defense. The only thing I can say for him is he really, really tries. Which I'll take the lapses because he's trying so hard. It's like Gor- like Goron. See the thing with Goron that's crazy. He's not known as a defender, and I know I, you can see that he's putting in that effort. He's not like Tyler. Like Tyler, you can tell is an instinctual defender. Goron is all effort, but he doesn't. He also doesn't have like the mental lapses that Green has on defense, which 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 is really good to see out of Goron because we didn't expect it. I think Drogic's done a good job. He's done a yeah, great job. I, I yeah. think low key Dwayne has been a decent defender this year. I think he can be. I think, like, there are games where you see him just not giving full effort, but overall, I think he can do... Yeah. But overall, I think he's been a pretty good defender. Like, I think he's been good for the team. He has not been a minus on defense. Like, before... No, he wasn't, like... scared when guys go... But he's been... He's he's held his own. He's he's a smart player. I mean, I think people forget how smart Dwayne is at basketball. Yeah, I mean, you have to be smart to be in the league that long and I mean, to have the success he's had. But he was but. Defensive Player of the Year cat, like quality for, for much of his career. And remember this. This is his first year where he's been without pain. Now, you got to think about it. You're in pain all – he says it's his most pain-free year since 2009. You got to think about it. When you're in that much pain – uh, and you have to give your and you you're also the load is on you offensively. 
How much are you going to put in on defense? You're going to try to save some energy. This year, he's pain-free, he's, and he understands that this year, above uh, more than any year probably since 2009, they have to depend on their defense. Uh, I mean, that's their bread and butter. He, if, they, if, if they don't get stops, they're just not a good team. If they can't get some easy baskets getting out and running, especially, you know, sometimes that second unit comes in and we're down five or six and all of a sudden steal, 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 layup, layup, layup. He understands that this team is built on defense. And the fact that he's healthy now says, okay, I can exert that energy on both ends. And then also I think now that he's trusting Dragic a little bit more, and I don't know if you guys see it, especially through the first, especially in the first half, he's trusting Dragic a lot more with that ball. So he's also able to say, okay, I can expend my energy on defense. I don't have to, I'm not trying to save it all to basically bail the team out at, you know, at the end of every shot clock. Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I kind of want him. I kind of want him to lower his usage a little bit, even more so, and let Dragic go, just so he can like give even more effort on defense. I think it'll just be better for his game all around. And people forget that this is like the first time he's had an off season in like five years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> sorry, you know I lost my train of thought. You know, you know who's leading the league in usage? Who? Justice. Is- just, just if Nurtic. Yusuf Nurkic. There you go. Yeah. Who in the hell? Exactly. For the Nuggets. Yeah. The center. Is that that's weird? He's played three games. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a small. Obviously, it's going to no, be a I small know, sample size. DeMarc- he's decent. DeMarcus but like, Cousins is the actual leader in in uses with qualifiers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne is that makes sense. Dwayne is in the top ten. He's right, right. Under- Which it should he shouldn't be. No, but, Which but is- this is this is the problem with Dwayne. He has a higher usage than the following: Paul George, yeah. Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, John Wall. What? That's a problem. Like I, those are guys, especially Lillard and George, who don't have anybody else on their team. Who need to have the ball all the time? Dwayne has a higher usage than all of them. Well, I'll tell you. Dennis Schroeder has a higher usage than Goran Dragic. What? That's not what, good. George doesn't need the ball in his hand as much as Wade does. But see, you know what bothers me a little bit? Like when, when LeBron was here, Wade did so much damage off of back cuts and and and, and cut, rolling to the rim off of screens and I mean layups off of the baseline, baseline cuts. Like what happened to all that? LeBron in here, man. And if LeBron ain't here, oh. you got to get his. Also, Dwayne is actually the best passer on the team, and nobody's. He is, but yeah. like, <laughs> can we talk about that? Because like, he'll. What was that? That pass that he made to Dang off that cut when Dang got blocked by Porzingis. That was incredible. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's what? by far. Yeah, he's the best passer on the team, and it's it's not even close. He's either. the best passing shooting guard I've ever seen. Well, no, Ginobili's better. Oh yeah, Ginobili. Yeah, Ginobili's better. I don't know, but. Wade is our best passer. Um, I just like if he moved the ball. Who's better than him? I I, I don't I, I can't I got you. I can't I don't have a list of this. Chalmers, <laughs> Drexler. I don't know. I mean, he's like he's he's, he's an incredible passer. I'd argue with somebody that Wade was better than Drexler. How is this still I hate that argument. How is that still an argument? 
I don't know. I think Jerry West one because didn't he play like point guard a lot of the time? And everybody who argues this with you is like 28, and they've never even seen Drexel. Yeah, play. and Jerry West couldn't even dribble with his right hand. <laughs> oh, is that true? He could. Ha- he didn't have great hand. Like he could handle, but he was notorious for like having being strong on the left and not being super strong on the right. He was a great shooter. Yeah, no, he was. He can still shoot. Like he could probably be our best shooter. Have you seen? He's teaching. He's like what? Like eighty something? I don't know. But he's like teaching these little kids how to shoot, and he's just like every time it's nothing but net. Is he? And he's just no effort. I imagine him in a full suit. Yeah, no, that's what he was. He was like talking to kids, just chilling, just draining shots. Yeah, Yeah, of course. It's amazing. Speaking of white guys that can shoot, can we get Ryan Anderson? Like, how does that happen? Nah, I don't want him. What? I I mean, I do, but then you'd have to play big. What? Do you have to play big, Ryan Anderson and Bosch? That ain't big. big. No. I mean, Brian Anderson's 6'10". Like, yeah, no, but, but he's... No, he's you'd, a play, power. you'd play space, but you'd allow... I guess. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> big on Ryan Anderson for this team because you have boss. They have redundant skill sets. Not but exactly. They don't have redundant skill sets, but they can both shoot, and then you open up the lane for Goron and Wade. I love it. I don't know, man. Alf, you just you, you just became. They have like no way to get him. How would they get him? They don't have any. No, they can't get. Him. They won't get him. But Tra- they can trade um, Jawan Howard and uh, Ray Allen's contract. That apparently Ray Allen's. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't get how that works. But apparently, it's some some cap permutation. Gallinari would be so great for this team. Well, eh. like what would what they do? You mean, give eh. Shooter runs the floor, can play pick and roll, can play power forward. I like him, but what would you give up for him? No, you can't get him. They can't. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. We talk talking, about all these people. They can't trade it. Yeah, no, talking pipe That's the problem. Everybody, every trade piece we have has played themselves out of <laughs> played themselves out of their value. Like uh, Birdman completely destroyed every last vestige of God, value. He was yeah, terrible. he was so bad. He didn't want to be out there, man. I, you it, know, I'm convinced that he doesn't want to play anymore. No, I'm he's convinced really that old. he he can't move anymore. Yeah, no. He's got a lot of mileage on that body. And remember, we we got him after like a uh, basically a two-year uh hiatus from the league. So he was fresh when we first when we first signed him. Man, at the end of last year, that guy was in quicksand. He couldn't move at all. And he played well last year. At the he end did of last until the end I yeah. think he slowed down but everybody did when everybody they, just died last year him, and what was it 2013 or 2012 I don't remember 2013, 2013 I was asked by people like oh no man they, they got this Birdman guy oh, and you know how the Heat were they would just pick up a bunch of bigs and never play them and I'm like that guy's never gonna play Oh no! I was like that guy is going to play. Boy, was I wrong! Oh no! I was like that guy is going because of his energy. He just fits so well. He he was Joel Anthony who could finish around the basket. He was. Ama- Do you remember that streak of games where he just wasn't like he hadn't he missed a miss- shot in like what like 16, 17 shots? It was like during. It was, it was during the playoffs. It was during the playoffs, and I remember I went to one of the Eastern Conference Finals games, and he hadn't missed any of them, but he was only taking like 
he was only like finishing lobs and stuff. And then he takes like this baseline jumper from like 15 feet out and everybody gasps in the arena. <laughs> and it was nothing but net. Yeah. And it was the most hilarious thing ever because we had never – that was before he took jumpers like at all. And it was the most amazing thing ever. His shot does look nice. It does, but he never hits it in game. Except for that what that Mavs game. Do you remember that Mavs game where he um he hit a three? He hits the corner three, and then Mark Cuban's just disgusted. He um even in warmups when they when they're doing the layup layup drills and you know a couple guys dunk can't even dunk anymore, man. But he oh he's he's doing trying windmills, getting stuffed by the rim. So sad. Him and Udonis make me sad. No, Udonis makes me sad because like Udonis was the best. There's a lot of there's a lot of wasted roster spots right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm more concerned about the Mick Roberts thing because you're not gonna get rid of Udonis and and then Birdman's just kind of what do you do with that? Like nobody's gonna take him. You know, at, at one point McBob was looking like a valuable trade piece. But yeah. No, he did. Now I, I don't think like that. I don't think he's gonna play again for the rest. I don't know if he does either. Because you know how this goes, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, orthopedic or orthopodic, whatever knee surgery, arthroscopic, whatever. Orthopedic. Dottemeyer's been good though. So I'm traumatized, man. I have Demari Carroll in my fantasy league, and and that he had that, and I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm shook. No, I I like Stoudemire too. I do. I like what he's. I like the things he he brings to the table when he gets into the game. Um, like you said, what like you guys are saying, when Bosch is out, sometimes it, everything grinds to a screeching halt. But when Stoudemire's in there, he does move the ball. That's like his biggest asset. When it, like you know, when people talk about Hassan, Hassan is a black hole. He can't pass, and when he does pass, he throws the ball away. So when he when he I mean when he gets when he gets the ball, it doesn't go anywhere. You know you know the shots going up. Amare gets the ball in the post. People collapse to him because they know he can still score, and he do, and he finds shooters. So I do I do like what Amare brings to the table. I think Amare's played well, and he's a very good pick and roll player, and and Goran likes him. Why is he quiet? We're all thinking, <laughs> we're all thinking about Amari. I mean, I, I, just, I, I said something like basic. I didn't even say anything deep. I just said something so obvious. It was just, just pro- those small lineups are amazing. Like I don't like. I think they did that. Um, Wade, Goron, Tyler, Winslow, and then Bosch lineup, and all those really small lineups are a lot of fun, and they they just get the offense going because the team moves. But and you then, know. You know what? The, one of my only criticisms of Spose sometimes those those lineups that come in with all this energy, and he keeps them in. Yeah, maybe he keeps them in a little bit too long. Like, like yeah. thirty, like two, like two possessions too long sometimes. Like and you it see just kind of kills the momentum. Yeah, yeah, you see it slipping away. You see, you see Wade and like Hassan get up, and they're at the scorers table, and then Spose trying to squeeze like two more possessions out of them, and then it's like a four zero run by the other team, and they just cut a seven lead, seven. They cut an eleven point lead down to three, and now it's back up to seven. And it's like shit. That's usually, <laughs> that's usually Udri's fault. 
You you stop with the Udri song. Udri is so solid, man. Udri is he's 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 like he's like mayonnaise, he's, he's man. He's the anti Chalmers. He's mayonnaise, right? What does that mean? Mayonnaise? Too much too much of him could make you sick, right? <laughs> but to just just to write him out, man, it, it can make a sandwich amazing. Have you seen Undercover Brother? Yes, I have. I'm surprised that you're saying this, having seen Undercover Brother. That's why I say he's just the right amount of mayonnaise, all right? Too much mayonnaise. Jack, have you seen Undercover Brother? I have, yeah. It's a great movie. Do you like it? I want to read you this thing real quick. This is Humberto. Um, says the Heat have a better roster than the Bulls and uh, way better starters, but can't even win four in a row. Bulls won six. How? Why? Jeez. Kind of, I, I I kind of agree with that. Kind of, I kind of agree with that. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think what? the Bulls are that good. Who cares about win streaks? Like it's the amount of wins at the end of the year is all that matters. Who gives a crap? Like that. I don't. I, the whole win streak thing. I, I used to Rockets team won 22 straight. I got bounced out in the first round. Like a win streak is about who you play, when you play them. All, there's a lot of circumstances that go into it. It's let's look. Aren't the Heat like fifth in net rating on the year? I think. They yeah. No. That Harold Bob guy is oh, consi- like pretty consistent. I like him sometimes, but he's pretty consistent about just kind of shitting on the heat. Did you Did you see my? I, I got into it with him yesterday. I did it, see that. We're going. It felt, to- it felt good. It felt good because I haven't like had a real target in a while because nobody <laughs> talks about the heat. Like it's, you know, there's no Michelle Beatles, Michael Wilbons. Nobody's talking oh my about God, them. Levitard's right. You guys are searching for someone to hate. Oh, dude, someone I like. Don't- Someone sent out the bat signal for me. I don't remember who it was. They were like, they're like, Alf, Haral Bob, whatever his name is, is talking shit. I'm like, I'll be right there. <laughs> and I, I quote tweeted, tweeted him, called him a degenerate hack. I did see that. That was great. <laughs> and he, and then he responded. I was like, yes. I was like, you're my I'm web. Like, I was like, we're back, baby. <laughs> I haven't trolled, like, trolled anyone in a while. It's like LeBron never left. <laughs> we are it's back. Fun. I still miss the Keith Oberman period. Oh, one. That man. was the most. That was my favorite time. We when he were, was kind of shitting on the sixty-two <laughs> point game or yeah. 61, 62. Oh my god! I, I remember yeah. that. That night was so fun. Fuck That's when Keith Ethan Oberman. followed everybody too. Yep. We were Avengers Assemble. Wait, what? I thought I was special. No, no, because any if you would just tweet shit at Keith Oberman, no, Ethan would follow you. Also, it was kind of hilarious. Ethan does think I'm special. Ethan follows me on Instagram. I don't know why. I just said his daughter was very cute one day, and he followed me on Instagram. There you go. His wife follows me. Oh, really? Yeah. When I said that, when like years ago, I said he's our, he's a twi- uh, leader of Heat Twitter. <laughs> Little did he, little did you all know that he would run elections. Listen, speaking of which, did you know that Izzy has a show on the weekends now with Amina, Amina Hassan? Yeah, I'm kind or, of excited. I yeah, but they call it Izzy and Amin, and I'm not getting royalties for this shit. What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh, that's right. I I tweeted at Izzy. I'm like, what the hell's going on? You're big time now, like Izzy and the Juice, man. You don't need it. Came from. And listen, if Izzy and Amin don't have me on as they're on their first show, we all know what's going on. Izzy big time the shit out of me. You know, we used to be cool. Yeah, no, what the hell? <laughs> Remember where you came from, dude? Miami. Exactly. 
Remember who Mike made Ryan you? unfollowed me Fine. like really? like a week ago because well one because I'll just tweet troll shit every like <laughs> once in a while and then people. it was like right after Christmas I think and I was like Home Alone is a bad movie and he's like that's it this is the last straw I'm done with you <laughs> and then he unfollowed me. <laughs> Listen, you you might have earned you might have yeah, deserved that one. I, I earned it. I no, yeah. I was just like do you that's mean the that? cost of trolling. Do you mean that? What? No, I don't mean that. I don't care. <laughs> that's the best part. I wasn't even like I just like I was I thought about the movie. Somebody brought up the movie, and I was like, I'll just send this out real quick. See how people react to this. You're the worst, but you're also the best. But that's what happens. Like I'll read like every week. I'll see like the follower report. And I'll lose like 15 followers a week, but then I'll gain like 20 something. Man, so, oh, you fucking positive. privileged people. I was happy to get to 500 and I wheezed my ass to 500. My most disturbing time was when Spoon uh, deactivated. I gained like 150 followers that week. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, leave. holy shit. I'm like, holy, I'm, I'm the replacement for Spoon? What the hell is going on? <laughs> it, it, made, it made me really reevaluate everything I was doing on Twitter. Do you think Spoon I didn't, ever coming back? I think yeah. he has another account. Definitely. He's Humberto Bow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> He just completely did a heel turn. He just like went from learn the game to fire Spo. Oh. <laughs> he's a uh, he's wearing a mask like uh, what the mid was the Midnight Marauder or whatever. But there's no way that he can go under an alias just because his personality it felt so real. No, it would come out. It would come out just like eventually. Yeah. Like he's yeah. like learn the game, damn it. I'm telling you, there are times where I'm like, oh, my God, I understand exactly what Spoon was talking about. Like, I understand exactly why he quit Twitter. Like, it gets so bad sometimes. But it's also my own fault. Like, like Riz will tweet at me. Other people, like, they're like, where the hell do you find these people? You look for them. I searched them out. I literally... (laughs) And then the worst part is now people like alert me to them. Like, hey, Alf, someone's talking about fire spoke. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a thing, but I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to I'm going to alert you. I put on my fingerless gloves and I'm right there. Like, let's go. Let's, let's rumble. I get a spike back my fingers. I'm like the Warriors. <laughs> this is so great. People talk shit. They get stitches, dude. They get Twitter stitches. Yeah, they call, and they, they call me. Okay, well, yeah, because you're the you're the president and enforcer. You are the uh, you're the judge, jury, and executioner. It's so sad. Like, how do I explain this to people in real life? You don't. Like someone someone asked me like, how do you get free heat tickets? Um, <laughs> what, uh, I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> I stole them. Just whatever. I won a radio contest. Um. For like being the president of of the Heat, tw- but I didn't really want to be the president. I was, like my speech was about not being like, dude. It's okay. You're lame. All right. I I cannot. Exp- you know, it's funny. Like I, I was explaining my, my my. I had some friends in town, and they were asking me like, you know, about how my blog going and my podcast. And I'm very excited because Alf is on, and you're a big deal, and Jack's on, and I'm very excited. And I, I try to explain to them Heat Twitter, and it's just like they don't get it, and I don't blame them. Oh, well, you can't explain it. It's just, no, it's, it just exists. It exists, and it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, no, I don't. I I try not to 
talk about it. I mean, but it's just a part of us, and we can't deny it. It is. It's just a part I'd rather not share with the rest of the world. It's kind of like how I like anime, and I'm at times ashamed. It's kind of like how I feel about he Twitter. Like I just like I try to hide it. It's not real. I'm the president. I'm the president. You're so. the president of this <laughs> fantasy land. Yeah, I'm the president of, of 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 a thing most people are embarrassed to talk about with their friends. <laughs> You're a father, damn it. <laughs> What do you think it's like to be like Silky though, and then just <laughs> like he's not a real person. I'm convinced that he's a bot. He is a real person no, though. Not. We've seen pictures. I don't believe it. It's, you can Google any person. He was revealed. I don't. I, I still have never seen a picture, and I don't want to. I don't want to. He he's just a a, he's just a tall white guy. He looks like um he's a goat. like John Krasinski or whatever. Believe, I don't want to know. He's not real. I don't believe yeah. anything you're saying right now. I don't believe when I. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the picture when I hung out with uh, Whittingham, Beast, um, T- uh, Cochran, uh, Slim, is Dan Cochran, Gnarly. Cochran nice? Cochran seems nice. Oh, he's a, he's a cool guy. I really like Cochran a lot. But I hung out with them, and then we took a I told him I was like, I don't want to take a group picture. They're like, no, we'll fix it. We took the group picture. They put Samuel L. Jackson's face on top of mine. Oh, that's, <laughs> I that's think I it? did see that. I have seen that. Yeah. Well, because I was, I was like, I don't want my face out there. They should have put the Jordan crying meme, although that's better. Well, no, nah, everyone everyone knows me by this. And then Channing Crowder has the same one as me. And yeah, just- that pisses me off because I was, <laughs> I'm like, Crowder, quit stealing out. <laughs> it's bad that I think of you as the main Samuel L. Jackson guy, and then Crowder stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> fight, and I think with that we have come full circle. We have gone an hour and twelve minutes. This, oh, this is the record longest podcast ever. Hell yeah! I, I think I, I think I won the battle of the elves. Yeah, he didn't even put up a fight. You're Jack. You're pathetic. All right. <laughs> Although you did tell us I'm like Ryan unfollowed you because you did a troll. That was fun. Yeah, that might have that might have won. Oh my goodness. Okay, so um, do you guys you guys have any stories coming up that you want to plug? Um, I have some ideas in the works, so, but so nothing so nothing Lefty, that I'm going to tell you right now. But. Lefty Leaf, because you don't know it. Lefty Leaf has put up a couple stories. He's been very active. He's good. I like Yeah, no, stuff. he is good. I'm telling you, we are the people's blog, man. We, we, are, the, we are the blog of the people. My, uh, my next story that I'm working on is how to enjoy this heat season without losing your mind. Oh, that's going to be great. I'm <laughs> yes. very excited to read that. I was um, thinking something about Michael Beasley, but that might be better. <laughs> well, I was doing a random scrub heat killer story, and I got bored. Not that I got bored, but I kind of like got halfway into it, and I never finished it. And uh, I think... Just- yeah. Okay, be honest. You started writing about Paul Millsap and you broke down in tears and couldn't fit. Yeah, just that's a depressing thing to write, man. I started watching film and I just got angry. Like it's uh, infuriating. I was watching old Ben Gordon highlights and I was like, oh, I got what's Wayne Ellington? Oh, that Ellington man. That he even acknowledged it. Did you see that? He had a Twitter Q and A and. Somebody was asking, like, why do you always light up the heat? And he's like, I don't know. It's just one of those teams. I always, yeah, like, I always turn it on for them. I was what? like, what the hell, man? They know. That bum. They do know. They're aware of it. Well, he's a, he's, a he's, he's another fade on site. Fight him? Yeah, I'm fighting Wayne Ellington and uh, Della Vadova. I'm fighting Della Vadova. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cheer for you guys as you fight him. You know, you won't fight. You'll fight Humberto. 
if I can order. <laughs> Humberto, I love you, dude. You keep you keep are, listening. You are You're the best. number one fan, man. You always tweet. You listen to the show. You retweet our stories. You are the best. Don't listen to them. They're angry and they're we're sad. stupid. Yeah, they're stupid and they're angry. And I, I love you. You're the best. Fire spell. Yeah. Yeah, Humberto, you're a jackass. Don't read anything I write. <laughs> Hashtag fire the. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.